Do you just do one raw take or do you do um, any editing? Um, I I try to do it in one take. Okay. Just uh, feels more feels more natural to me. And speaking yeah. of that, guys, thanks for joining us today on the Barbell Jobs Business Podcast. I'm here with founder, creator, janitor, everything that goes into it, Dan of Push Press. Dan, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good, man. Um, thankfully, as, a, as the days go by, I'm doing less janitorial work around here and <laughs> being able to focus a little more on <laughs> the task at hand, yeah. So before we get involved asking questions, why don't you explain to us what Push Press is? So Push Press is basically a gym management platform for boutique gyms and franchise gyms. Um, helps you manage pretty much everything that has to do with running your gym on a day-to-day basis. Uh, member management, billing, access control of your gym, payroll and coach management, calendar management, um, private training or private appointment scheduling, uh, member access portal, stuff like that. The whole shebang. Now, that sounds like a lot. Did you guys intend to have all these features when you first started? Um, you know, I think like most um, small business owners when you start, we didn't we didn't particularly understand the full scope and breadth of everything we're going to do. Nowadays, honestly, when I hear somebody say like, "Oh, I think I'm going to build a another member management thing," almost like when I hear someone say, "Hey, I want to open a CrossFit gym," I kind of laugh and I'm like, "Have at it! Like, <laughs> good luck." Yeah, it was way way more complicated than we thought it would be originally, because um, we didn't think through all of the touch points of all of the different products that we needed to build. But now that we're there, it's like a great mode to have as well, right? All right. So what? where did Push Press come from? I mean, when when you got started in this industry, we had a few things around, right? We had yep. a lot of fire, which, uh, you know, depending on which way the wind's blowing, could be working that day. Um, so when, so when, when, we, when we actually started building this, there was really only – the only two mainstream ones that were out yet was Zen Planner and MindBody. So, yeah, I don't even think Wattify had begun yet when we started. Of course, it took us like a good 18 months to two years to build something that we felt was launchable and ready to take to the market. So in those two years, I think Wattify also came out and a few others. Yeah. Okay. So when you say we, how many people are involved in this? So there was three founders, myself, um, my my um, gym partner from my previous gym, Chris McConaughey, and Actually, a college friend and a and a member of my first gym. Uh, his name's Brian Ong. Okay, so how did uh how how did you come up with the idea of this? Were you guys just sick of Zen Planner, or what what happened? How did uh how did this yeah. start out for you? Right. So, I mean, as a backstory, uh, me and Chris have and Brian, for that matter, have have all been tech entrepreneurs since we left college. And not to date myself, but basically since the advent of the Internet, right? So the Internet came up when we were in college, and all of us in our own separate paths were busy doing Internet entrepreneurial stuff. Um, my route personally just took me through a bunch of startups um, in, in the local Silicon Beach or Santa Monica area. And as a result, I've always been you know, in the startup world and thinking about tech startups and stuff like that. Um, I joined a CrossFit gym in 2007, 
And in doing so, I just, I realized, A, CrossFit was at the beginning of an inflection point that I thought was going to be massive. And B, there was no good software to service them, in my opinion. Um, I usually go through this long diatribe at this point, but I won't, of uh, my experience with one of those two platforms. I won't say which. Uh, uh, as a member trying to buy a foam roller at the gym I was at. And ultimately, after spending a lot of time trying to buy a foam roller, I drove, and this is the time when there weren't CrossFits everywhere, so I had to drive 20 minutes across town to my gym. I threw a $20 bill at the owner, and I was genuinely pissed off at him for my experience that I had to go through with the software. And I was like, there's my money, give me my foam roller, and I just left because I was so mad that I wasted like an hour of my life doing that. And at that point, I basically was like, did a little bit of research, and I'm like, if these guys are kind of like one of the sole breadwinners in this whole industry, that this is ready to be disrupted. And that's where it all started. So that story sounds like uh, how, how a lot of entrepreneurs get their start. They uh, have experience in a field. They see a need, a problem, and they I can fix that. I can do it better. Yeah, pretty much. And I and I happen like I, I was newer to the CrossFit world at the time, but I and I was totally oblivious to how big the micro gym, boutique gym industry was. But in, in doing the research in, in these companies that were around, I realized it was much bigger than I realized, yeah. And so there, there, that's where, that's where the start was. Okay. So you had three founders. How did you guys decide on, uh, see, I, I've owned multiple businesses in my time too. And partnerships have never worked out for me or with anyone that I've been, you know, anyone that I've personally known. And, <laughs> So how did you guys decide, one, um, how the how the roles are going to be separated, and two, was, uh, I mean, was there ever any issues with that, or did you guys just mesh really well since you've been together for so long? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the funny backstory to it is, is um, in, in deciding to build the software, the first thing we decided to do was open a gym, because we wanted to actually have on-the-ground experience of running a gym in the space we wanted to service. Um, that gym started with four partners. Brian was not one of them. Brian ended up being a customer of that gym, and that's how he got involved. Well, needless to say, that partnership didn't work the best, and I'll be the first to say I played my role in that, you know, at the time. And um, so I can understand why people are very leery of partnerships, because having gone through that experience, I can understand how differing personality types and the way people deal with crisis differently or adversity differently, it it could be a disaster, right? Um, Push Press was originally founded with, with those four partners of the gym and Brian. So there's five of us but right now. But in its current incantation, there's three, right? So those are the two partners um, we bought out, and they went their own separate way, and that was that. So I can, I can totally understand how people are afraid of partnerships, but having – I'm on my second gym now and worked on Push Press, I can only stress the – like – the invaluableness of partnerships, in my opinion, because, I mean, I know you, Jeremy, you, you do a lot, but you, you can't do everything the best. Right. And you only, you only have 24 hours in a day. So if you really want to get to a certain point with things, like you've got to get people you trust and you could hire them. You could get to the point where you're making cash flow to hire them. But in the beginning of a business, it's pretty hard unless you're well capitalized to be able to just say like, Hey, I'm going to throw money at this problem and hire a GM for my gym and hire a social media person and hire the janitors and hire a programmer. You got to do it all yourself. So 
I think I think a partnership's good as long as you're genuinely working with people that a respect each other and b know how to pick up each other's slack and not and be completely open and and not hold grudges. Like if things fall apart when you're like kind of like not talking about your feelings and not and like holding a grudge about somebody not not pulling their weight and then all of a sudden you just blow up on them and go crazy and then that's when things get crazy on partnerships. Yeah, the uh, back in my time before uh, when I first got into CrossFit, I owned a business called Combat Sports Insurance. I was the only one in the country who specialized in uh, mixed martial arts insurance. I insured uh, uh, MMA fights, MMA gyms, and I was the only one that did it. So I worked with almost every event in the country. It was a really since I had so many, every last one I worked with that was a partnership, every one of them went under. Every last one of them. There wasn't one that survived. And I believed it because, you know, after watching it so many times, it's, it seems like normally people, when uh, they come up with an idea together, they both have ownership of it. They both want uh, their way because their way is the right way. And then when your partner, you know, no matter how good your friends you are with them, if you guys uh, can't agree on something, then it all starts to fall apart, and then you lose your friends, you make enemies, and it's, you know, business goes under. Mm-hmm. And historically, that's been my view on it, and I've had another business, well, the same business, actually. I ended up bringing a partner because I was just too overloaded with work, and I didn't bring him on as a uh, employee. I made him full partner because I was looking for my exit at that point anyway. And he ended up running the whole damn thing in the ground and I ended up selling it. And then I sold it to two people. Those two people ended up having issues with their partnership and then it folded. So to hear someone that's doing really well with partnerships and who's smart about it is awesome. And I completely believe it's doable. But it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's basically like a marriage, right? Like if you, or your partner, and you have to have that blind faith or, or at least qualification of that partner in a marriage can't execute on some very common things. That, that marriage is doomed too, right? But if you can, it can work. Um, I think, and this is just being totally stereotypical, in the gym industry, there's there's a lot of alpha male dudes yeah. that own gyms, right? Yep. And alpha male guys have bigger egos and can't see past that you know maybe there's other solutions than their own and again i'm being totally stereotypical but it's just you know you have to be able to compromise like me and specifically chris here we fight weekly over things but sometimes he lets me have it sometimes i let him have it sometimes we find a third solution that doesn't have anything to do with either of our solutions but the point is we're just committed to I think the bottom line is we are committed more to finding the best solution for our customers than we are committed to us feeling good because we won a conversation. You know what I mean? And I, I, I fully am okay with me and him getting into it. Like, we don't fight, fight, but, like, having these heated debates about what's right because both of us genuinely just totally give a shit about what the best option is for our customers to the point where we're willing to go to bat for it with each other and – but for the sake of a business and the company, we're willing to accept compromise and listen to each other's opinions and feelings and stuff. So, 
it's it is a difficult thing to navigate. I understand it, um, but if you can find it and you can you're committed to making it work, it it can be it, it will put you in a way better position than trying to do it all yourself. Yeah, and I, I think that's great advice for anyone who's looking to start a gym with a partner that might be listening or think about bringing a partner in. Um, and you you know you're absolutely right about stereotypically gym owners have a type personalities and you know I'm absolutely guilty of that you know it's my nature and I realize that about myself but luckily I've been smart enough to that uh, all my coaches I always listen to them um one thing that I've hated is uh this little off topic is I have always uh when, when I work out I like man I just like to max out well, you know, I do my bench press. I'm trying to break that world record. I just want to max out all the freaking time, three days a week. And one of my coaches will tell me, you know, quit your shit. Don't do that. And I've got to listen to him because I uh, I gave him the authority in my gym, and I need to respect that as well if I expect my members to. But having someone else that can balance me out, he's not a partner, but having someone who will call me on my shit has been phenomenal for my own gains and, you know, my own athletic well-being. So yeah, the uh, so how did you guys actually launch Push Press? I, I can't believe you said you bought a fucking gym to test your platform. Is, did I understand you right on that? Like you started we opened, a gym. We opened, yeah, we opened one. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, dude. it's it's market research, right? Like, I mean, well, a it wasn't to me. It wasn't crazy because even if I didn't find Push Press, I was already gravitating. I had already like gotten my certifications to become a coach. I had already been shadowing people at the gym I was at. My I fell so hard and fast over CrossFit that in the next two and a half years I was at that gym, I was basically gearing up to open a gym anyways. You know? And it just made the perfect excuse, I guess, to open a gym because which internet professional who's in his mid thirties just goes and open a gym. You know? But <laughs> All right, guys, had a uh, issue here with our technology, so we're back up and running. Sorry for the break there. Um, so, Dan, before we uh, end this, what lessons do you have that we can give to the box owner, gym owner, whoever right now that, that they, they can use and start applying right now to make their life, make their facilities better? Um, oh, there's so many, but I mean, if I had to pick two, and I think one will kind of lead into the other, the first and foremost one actually would be to find a mentor, right? That doesn't, and, and actually back that up, find a mentor is part of this subset of this, but it's absorb knowledge from everywhere that you can, but be smart about the knowledge that you're actually applying, right? Because you're going to hear all kinds of advice all over the internet. And some of it will work for you and some of it won't. So you have to kind of filter that out. But part of that will be like find find a mentor, I think. Because a mentor, if you're actually working with one, whether paid or not, will actually listen to your unique circumstances and your potential client base and current client base and all that stuff and help you make decisions based on stuff that's actually real to you, not just some ubiquitous stuff on the Internet. Yeah, that's really great fast right there about the mentor. I was uh last week I was on Travis Mash's podcast with him and we were talking about my success in uh 
creating powerlifting athletes. And he was asking me about any advice I have, and it was the same thing. Find a mentor. There's so many people out there who've been to the top of the mountain that every one of us is trying to get up that, you know, there, there's so many people that just, that, that they'll, they love to share their information. They love to help other people. Yeah. You know, in business, one of my mentors has been John Gilson. Um, if you're new to the game, you may not know who he is, but he's been around forever. He is sitting with him is like, and talking to him is like getting an MBA. He's a uh, really, he's a smart, really bright guy. Yeah. Smart. He's dude, yeah, very smart dude. And he's, he's, he has all the years in the, in the industry and experience. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I mean, the funny he, thing is, is no matter how, oh, go ahead. I'll say he used to do a free business seminars I would go to. And, you know, even just for free, they freaking changed me. Yeah. I think, I think one of the great things about men, finding a mentor is it's especially again for the alpha male ego kind of guy. No matter how high up anyone is on the mountain, there's somebody who's been higher, you know? So there's like no shame in working with somebody who's, who's been there done that and maybe helps 10 other people get there. Right. That's not like anything you need to look at and be like, Oh, I'm not good enough to do it on my own because just get there faster. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't hike up the Andes without a, without a guide probably. Right. So take a guide up you with the mountains. I, uh, I remember back in the day I got an email. It was, it was on these nasty email things from Glenn Pendley. Um, just trying to, uh, it, it, I forget what it was. I think it was something about his online programming. And I sent him back an email and said, uh, I don't care. Uh, I said, I, I don't need help with programming, but what I do need help with is with learning to be a coach. And he sent me an email or he replied to me with his phone number. So I called him like three days later, I drive across campus. I spent like a week with Glenn Penley. Just learning everything from him about Washington, um, the history, his history. And he's been an amazing asset. Just for reaching out and saying, hey, I want to learn from you. The the guy took me in under his wing. And since then, I've helped him coach international camps. I've helped edit his last few books. He's been an amazing resource. And all I did was ask to learn from him. And he was more than happy. There's yeah. a lot of people think, out there like that. Most, I think most people want to help in general. Um, it's funny because there's this phenomenon in the world where like, you know, some, you know, everybody here knows somebody who has like a really good recipe for something and you ask them for it and they won't give it to you. Right. Like in, in the cooking, I don't know, home world or whatever. Like yeah. everybody knows that person. I feel like that's not the case in business. Like, you'll never go to somebody and be like, dude, how did you make this happen? And they're like, eh, I, I would tell you, but I can't. Or, or they leave out a couple pieces of the ingredients so you can't make the same thing. Like, people in business generally want to help each other pretty ubiquitously. So um, the other – oh, the other thing I wanted to say about, like, actionable advice, and this, this kind of can either go to the partnership thing or this can go to, like, the employee thing, is, like – Write down a list of the things that you feel you're really good at and passionate about and make those your priority in your day, right? 
And it's hard if you're running a solo operation because no one's probably passionate of cleaning. The only person I know that's passionate in cleaning is China Cho. If you're not China Cho and you don't like cleaning, you still have to clean, you know, or somebody does. But you make a list of all the things you're super passionate about and hit home runs there, right? Because that's where you're going to do your best work. And then all the stuff that you have to do that you're not passionate about, start plugging people in or processes in. And don't forget about processes, too, because you can get stuff done not like using technology or using um, business systems to get those things done, either in the least amount of time and effort on your end or find somebody that, that you can pay or trade with or do whatever you have to do to get those things done. And ideally, find someone who's passionate about those things. So for those of you who don't like cleaning, China Cho is passionate about cleaning. You might be able to hire her. Fair enough. <laughs> no, you're you're right on point there. I, uh, you know, my my passion is strength. I am not a, a gymnastics guy by any means, or a nutritionist. Um, fun fact: I actually have a uh, degree in nutrition, but I hate it. It's it's not where my passion lies. So for my members, so you, learned, you we, learned enough about it. You learned enough about nutrition to decide you don't like it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just not passionate about it. So I found yeah. someone who is, and this person works with all of our uh, gym members on their nutrition plans. I could do it, but I don't want to. So I found someone who loves to do it. You know, there's a lot of gyms who subscribe to my programming through American Strength Club. A lot of coaches out there don't like to program. I absolutely love programming. I, program, I work on my programming probably four hours a day. I've got everything programmed now well into 2019. I, I love it. I, I love the science of it. Yeah. I ain't doing yeah, no I mean, damn nutrition. If you, if, like, there, there's a lot of gym owners I know who, don't, who do not enjoy programming. And if you don't enjoy programming, what you're going to do is you're going to your computer and you're going to crank out whatever you can as quick as you can with as least amount of thought as you can while you want to get back to the stuff you want to do. And add, I mean, programming of all things is going to show, you know, like your clients will, will know like, Hey, we did this exact same workout three months ago or whatever it might be. So you're better off just, you're honestly better off hiring a programming service who, who where all they do is spend eight hours a day working on programming for different programs. Like that's the way to go. That's why, honestly, like I, like I said, I, I'm running a team basketball program. To uh, as a in the position I'm in, do I know all the best things about programming for teen teen girls who want to develop explosive strength? I know some. That's why I came to you and, and paid you to do it because a, it's what you love to do, and b, it's what you're good at. So why not? You know, like why waste my time trying to do it and come up with something that's gonna be subpar anyway? See, a, a lot of coaches take their programming personal. Like they feel like they have to do it. They have to be the ones who put everything in there, whether they know what they're doing or not. And I, mean, I, I could sadly, see that. I, I, I could see that, and I, I'm okay with that, as long as that's the thing you want to be known for and great at. And maybe you're not good at it now, but if you take two years doing it, you can become good at it, and you study it. That's fine. But if you're just mailing it in and just putting together workouts with no rhyme or reason and no progression or no thought then you're not doing anyone of you're not doing anyone a service right but I, yeah I, again in this alpha male gym world i can see how a lot of people are like well it's not my product if it's not my product and the programming is the product um I, programming is important absolutely but if, if you're not good at programming and you're better at coaching like someone else's programming and you can get good results out of someone else's programming that's okay too 
So. Did I lose you? We saw him. Lost him again. All right, we had another break there. I am blaming my rural uh, Midwest internet connection. So I apologize to all, all you guys, but I still run on dial up here in Missouri. Um, so, Dan, buddy, is there anything else you want to put in on this? Anything about push press you want to plug to uh, help to bring people over from a service that goes out six times a day by chance? <laughs> I mean, not naming no names, looking at you, Waterfire. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the bottom line is we're here to help. Uh, you know, this is another, another, I guess, thing I can, I can as a tip. Our, the way we do sales here at Bush Press is not really sales. It's just what I call decision making. So we actively, like, I'll refer people to other systems all the time who aren't good fits for my gym. I would recommend gym owners do the same. Like, don't try to fit bad clients into your gym. I'm not saying they're bad clients, but just people who don't fit your service. You know, like if I went to Jeremy's gym and I want just strictly nutrition, dieting, and endurance training, it's not a good gym for me. I am not and, the place for you to come, sir. Yeah, and, I, and as a professional, you, you should you should just refer me somewhere else, right? Because if not, I'm going to be right. a problem for you. I'm going to be a problem client. I'm going to quit and leave you a zero-star review. So, like – if you want to chat with us, um, I'll tell you this much. Um, everyone you're going to talk to owns a gym. We get what you're going through. We've been there or we're there right now. And you'll get a genuine opinion. Like maybe you're best suited for mind body. Maybe you're best suited for someone else. Maybe you are, you can be a good push press plan or, you, you know, you, you fit the profile that would work with us. Um, it's not a pressure thing and we can help, help sort through things with you. Another thing we like to do is help clean up people's systems. Like a lot of people have got some crazy, like 50 plans, membership plans, and 100 discounts and all this other crazy stuff. Like our guys can help you kind of like make sense of it all and clean it up and get, get things a little more manageable. Um, but, yeah, if you want to chat with us, go for it. And if, if you don't and you're good where you are, then don't. It's cool. You know? <laughs> all right, guys. And, uh, you know, again, I'll say I was a early adopter of Push Press, and I've been absolutely thrilled with the service. I have never considered even looking elsewhere. Um, the rates, the customer service, it's it, it's fantastic. I had an issue once, just to make a point on something. And I asked Nick about it. He said, oh, well, you want me to come to your gym and show you how to do this? Dude was willing to drive from Kansas City to my just to help me out. Okay, well, that's not going to happen for everybody, just to make that clear. <laughs> uh, he Nick is a great guy, but he probably won't drive to New York or California. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm just saying the how eager he was to help me out really just blew me away. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, guys. Um, if you got any questions about anything, I'm sure Dan would love to talk to you. 
push press is an awesome system. I suggest it. I love it. I use it myself in my gym. And thanks for tuning in. Thank Dan. you so much. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right, we're done. Cool. That was fun. Yeah, eventually I'll get to hang on making these uh, with my questions and such. That was fine. It flowed pretty well. Yeah, I hope so. I uh, hopefully will. I'll have this up. Well, I would have had it up this afternoon, but I've got so much damn editing to do now for my internet going out. That I'm going to have to do some splicing. And so I would say by Saturday afternoon, I'll have it up, tagged, tagging you guys, and it'll be up to the world. Cool. Thank you. Cool, buddy. Have a good one. And then, uh, yeah, let me know when it's out, and I'll, we'll, we'll repost it to you on our end. Absolutely. All Thanks, right, cool. Yep. All right, bye. See you.